um, real quick, what, what book were we in last week? You might remember? Philippians. Philippians. Who, who, who wrote the book? Paul. Paul wrote the book. And where was Paul when he wrote the book? Jail. jail. He was in jail. Okay, very, very good. And he, he wrote the book to who? Christians, right? The Philippian church. That's who he wrote to. There were four things we were talking about, and adults or parents or even youth that weren't here, we were talking about this this past week. I know most of you have all gone online to hear it because you just couldn't wait to hear. Um, So this is repeat for most of you that even weren't here last week. There were four points I said that we need to do now that we're done with, with summer. We've seen God move throughout this year. What do, what's next? There were four points. The first point was to do what? Press on. That's right. Keep on going. And in and, and Philippians 3, verses 12, 13, and 14, it says press on. It says strain for, for, forward. And it says press on again. So it's going, man, don't stop. Even if it gets dark and you can't tell where you're going, keep going where you were going at the time you are going the right way. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. The next point was press on, first point. Next point was this, to do what? Hold true. In, in, in the verse it says, hold true to what you attained, what you've learned, the commitments that you've made, hold true to them. What you know to be true, what you know to be true when this world gets loud, hold on, on to it. And it, it goes on to say there, um, uh, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk ac- according to the example you have in us. Now, we're going to come back. That's going to be sort of the main verse, where just one verse we're going to talk about tonight. Point three. So first thing was to do what? Press on. Everybody? And then hold true. The third point was what? Don't waver. Don't waver. And we've talked about many that go to camp or many friends you have that said, man, I'm going to live for God with all that I have. And all of a sudden, they, they're pulled aside by the things of the world. And Paul talks about those that he knows. He says, with tears in my eyes, I, I, I'm grieved because they no longer walk with God and they have nothing to do with God. And there's, there's tears in me. And, and so the truth we can get from that, hey, guys, don't waver. Things are going to pull at you throughout this year, throughout this week, throughout the, maybe the next hour. Something's going to try to pull you away from God. Don't waver. And the fourth point was what? Remember? Look up. Look up. It says in the verse in verse 21, our citizenship is where? In heaven. Okay, so look up. Okay, when, when, when you don't know what to do, look up and say, you know, in, in Hebrews 12, it says, um, in Hebrews 12, uh, verse 2, it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the one who got it perfectly right and who sets it all right, fix our eyes on him. When you don't know what to do, look up. Those were some pretty good points, right? Uh, y'all did pretty good. That's like one of the rare weeks y'all remember a little bit. Um, thank you, adults who spoke up just now. Um, <clears throat> now, I want you to hear what I've got to say uh, because it applies to everybody in this room, youth, adults alike. And there's some little points tonight, and I'm not going to speak long, that I want to talk to parents because it's rare that I have this many parents trapped in the, I mean, in the room here um, to, to get to speak with. Um, let me share a quick story on rare occasion, very rare occasion. Where, where's my wife? Is she still in here? Okay. Oh, gosh, she's still in here. Um, as we sit down at our dinner table for a nice family dinner, something out of the ordinary will occur. We'll have a kid to start to whine about something. I know you think Walsh kids whine? No way. And that's not really out of the ordinary. That's not out of the ordinary part because everybody whines. And someone will start to whine about something and complain. And then 
at the same table, there will be a tired and impatient father. That would be me. That's not out of the ordinary as well, I'm afraid to say. <clears throat> but on those rare times when the kid whines and dad's just to his point, breaking point, fathers, do you know what I'm talking about? That I will look around the table for something to throw. <laughs> and I will look for something that is the least hard, cause the least harm, but just will just make me feel better. Usually it will be a piece of bread. And as our kids are eating and one is, is whining, I reel back with all my, white tr- my might trying to nail them in between the eyes. Many times I hit it. I, I, uh, and my wife gives me a look. Oh, you know those looks. Like, are you serious? Are you, are, are you 12? You know, look. Sorry for if you're 12, I'm sorry. Um, uh, she says, she's like, are you 12? And before I can say something else, Maylie or jo- Joseph, usually at this point, have already thrown something at somebody else, and they're laughing. Now, can I tell you this? Let me be, on- be honest. Nothing gives me greater satisfaction than nailing one of my kids with a piece of bread in the, in the head. There's at that point when I just need to let loose a little bit, and it's safe. It's, just, it's not like hard bread. Like some of y'all may cook hard bread, and it could hurt your kid. Don't do that. It's softer bread. And man, my wife looks at me, but man, I'm just like, oh, that felt so good. But then I'm going, ah, ah, stop it, stop it. Okay, we're done here, we're done here. You know, dad's got to, because it's getting out of hand and, and they're throwing it at me and I'm scared. So um, <laughs> rare times that occurs. Um, we're all imitated at some point, aren't we? At some point we're all, see, my kids, you know, I did it because, dude, I just wanted to nail my kid in the head with a piece of bread. Sorry. And it made me feel good. But once I did it, my kids all began to pick up the same thing. And I don't know if a parent, if you're in this room, you notice things that you do, and all of a sudden you, you, you see your, um, your kids start to do. And you're like, where'd they learn that? <laughs> Sweetheart, they learned it from you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that didn't ever happen. Um, uh, but, but you wonder, and it, they learn it from, from us. You know, we, I used to, and I, I do it sometimes still, and some people are slightly offended by the word, but you use the word C-rap. Some of you will get that in a second. Okay, C-rap's the word that oh, would some of you use. But then my, my kids began to use that word a little bit. And we're like, oh! <laughs> some adults just went, oh, that was good. So um, we're imitated all the time. And so in verse 17 of Philippians 3, I want you all to hear that verse again. Because that's sort of where we're at just for, for the night here. It says, oops, I have these on. Oh, yes. High def. It says this, only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Um, first to parents, we need to be imitated by our kids. We will be. They will imitate us uh, no, no matter if we like it or not. And the question is, what example do we give them? Is it one of godly character, of humility and patience and love? Or is it one of unrestraint and no self-control and not right use of our mouth and disrespectfulness? Because they're going to pick up what we have, what we do. And we're called to be an example to them. That verse in 16 and 17 that I taught to all the youth in here, Last week, examples they're supposed to look at are all of us adults that are in their lives, especially you parents. And you have such a great 
chance. And don't take the time to go, oh man, I do so much wrong. No, fight to do what's right. We all, we all struggle. Can I tell you that? We all struggle. Everybody tries to look good. We all struggle with stuff. But, but don't say, well, because we all struggle, I'm just going to do what I do. No, decide, no, I'm going to fight to live for Christ and be an example in my home. And parents, students need to see that. We need to be imitated by them. Um, let, let me share one more point, and that's sort of all I'm going to have for tonight. Uh, since, and this is since, uh, and, and let me share this for about being imitated or imitate. It, it's, imitatable is not a word, right? It's imitable is, is, the, is the able word for imitate. It just, I can't say it, it just doesn't sound right. But students, do you understand that you are the same calling that your parents have wherever you go, whether it's school, homeschool group, out to eat someplace you are watched and you are called to be an example for those around you. So this just isn't going, yeah, parents, you don't need to get... No, students, y'all are called just as much to live this, this life that Christ has called us to do. Um, I, I was really thinking, how can I encourage our, our parents in what, in what way? Uh, and there's one more story uh, of me and, and food. I just like food, guys. You know, y'all you, you you know that. Um, uh, when I was younger, I was eating dinner with my dad. My mom and sister were there as well, but they're they're vaguely in the mem- memory that I have. And I was at the age of, as I tried to think about it, um, uh, let's just say I was old enough to know better and young enough to be stupid enough to do something that I shouldn't do. Okay, so that's the age, and that so that's the age of five, uh, five to twenty-seven, right? Um, so there's a big a big range there. Um, and I remember eating some sort of meal. Don't remember what it was. I remember like rice and meatloaf and something else in there that was creamy. That's all I remember. And um, as I'm sitting there, we're eating dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever dumb age, you know, just pick where you're at and that's probably it. And um, I'm eating. And we're, we're about to eat. We've sat down uh, and they've all began to eat and, and talk. And I'm staring at my food and I thought, man, I wonder, what it, I wonder if I could eat this this whole meal without using my hands, <laughs> you know. So I, uh, I take my hands and I, and I, I stick them behind my back. And they're just chatting away, and I, I look around, <laughs> and I just go, <laughs> and I just start wolfing down on my food. And it's two seconds later. It's probably a le- well, lot le- less than that, but two seconds later, my dad smacks me in the back of the head. <laughs> where it almost busts the plate, and I think my nose was bleeding because it smashed me into the plate fully. And I remember I kept my hands behind my back. I don't know why. But I remember coming up, looking up like this, and I couldn't really make out my dad because of the rice and meatloaf and something else stuck in my eyes. And my dad said five words to me. He said, boy, you're not a dog. Then he kept on eating. Nothing else was said. I was like, yes, sir, yes, sir, scraping, you know, now got my fork, (laughs) scraping food off. Of course, I had to eat the food that was whatever, you know, that moisturized my face. Um, Parents, it's important that our our kids um, see us as an example in our life and we lead that way. But can I tell you this? My dad taught me that night in very few words, that I'm not a dog. I'm not supposed to eat that way. 
That's not how in, in his house, we, I will not eat that way. I guarantee I never tried that again. That thought never really even crossed my mind. It, it, it worked. I got it, you know. Had stuff stuck up my nose for a week, I think. <clears throat> Parents, our, our role, in one of, one of our roles, and there's a lot of roles we have, but is to teach our kids. And we teach them a lot of things. I've been thinking about it. In the Walsh household, age group-wise for my kids right now, I've got a high schooler, a middle schooler, an elementary schooler, a primary schooler, and a preschooler. Dear Lord, what were we thinking? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It spread out. But you know, as I've thought about it, I'm thinking, as I'm looking at my kids, and, and y'all understand this, man, they're growing so fast. And I feel like I'm running out of time. And I've got, I've got to take this time to teach. I've got to, I, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm losing the, 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 the battle. And you know, we, 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 we take time uh, to teach our kids a lot of things. We teach them to respect others. We uh, teach them to love their brother and sister, or at least put up with them sort of and not like uh, just hush and get along, right? We teach them to tie a tie or to mow the lawn, uh, to eat right, to flush the stinking toilet, please. I mean, there's all sorts of ranges to be gracious and thankful there's kids around the world that, that would kill to have this food to eat, right? Anyway, you know, we, we, the, you're teaching them. And, you know, I try to teach for my boys to look out for girls. I try to teach my girls to look and hang with guys that will look out for them. Um, there's so many things we're responsible to teach our kids, and it's very important you take that time. But one of the most important things the greatest things that we can teach them is usually the thing we feel weakest and most inept at, and that's just te- teaching them things about God. And a lot of that is just conversations, just talking about your faith in God or what God has taught you this week or this month or just getting him in. The, you know, we're called Deuteronomy 6, says it, and I encourage you all to read it because it says what the home is supposed to be like. It says, Terrence, parents, teach your kids about the commandments of God. Teach them about how great God is and how he works and how he loves and, and how he's, he's, when it's darkest, he's still there. And, and, you know, we're called to teach our kids that stuff. And it's the greatest calling. And you might feel like, you know what, I'm running out of time. Can I tell you this? You've got time. You've got time. Uh, that you might say, well, they're only another year in my household. Well, you've got a year. Praise God you've got a year. Take whatever time you have to teach them. And so many times after our kids grow up, we sort of don't know, well, how in the world do I say it? I've got something um, that you can do, uh, parents, and I've got it right here, parents and youth. This is for y'all. This is a book called, just grab two of them, called More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell. As a young man, I came to faith when I was almost 17, and this really helped to shape my faith more when I was probably 19 or 20. It was written by a guy who went, who went to, to write a book because he didn't believe in God at all, and he went to write a book to prove that God was false and God did not exist, and Christians were all fools. As he studied, as he read, as he looked, as he did all these tests on it, he finally put his faith in Christ because he thought there was no way this could not be true. He wrote a book about it. This is what a lot of the things that he found. And this is what I'm going to encourage you to do. Every house here, and I may not have enough. I may have to, to buy more, and I will buy more. But if you're a house, you're a parent with a youth here, I want you to take two books. 
And I've been do, doing this some, not near, because, you know, we say, man, we're in this every week, and we're going to stay on top of it. Don't ask my kids how often we've stayed on top of it, right? Hey, Kate, Noah, hush, okay? <clears throat> but we've done this today about three times together, and we won't say how long we've been doing this. But we've had great talks where we, we each take a book, and we read it, and they highlight stuff that jumps out at them. I highlight stuff that I think is important or just key. We come back and we talk about it. They share with me, well, what, what really was neat in the book that they read in chapter one? We talk about it. There's questions that they, they can do that you can ask them right there in the book. We take, you could take as low as, long, low as 15 minutes. Sometimes we take 45 minutes because it's just good to talk. It's hard to find sometimes things of faith to talk about. It's, life is so, 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 so busy. But we think it's important enough for y'all to do this. So, so parents, grab two of these books and take them home. If you've got more than one kid, have, have the kids share a book. and One can highlight in yellow and one can highlight in pink, and they can share it. You keep a book for yourself, um, but make sure you take two. If we run out, write your name on something. Uh, we'll find a sheet, write, write your name on Does that make sense? Okay, important stuff. Be imit- imitatable or imitable for your kids and teach them. Don't stop teaching them. Te- teach them the things of life, but teach them the things of God. And, and whatever I can do, my wife can do, those that work with your youth here can do to help, come talk to us. We don't expect you to have it all right because I guarantee I and they do not have it right. We're just struggling through this to do it right just like you are. Uh, and so that's really all I've got for tonight. Did you hear what I've got to say? Okay, I know it was sort of like, it's like, man, this is like a video night, and you're like hitting us with all this. Well, it's important. I don't get a crowd like this very often, so I'm like, ah, I'm going to take advantage of it and let you see me in my shade, in my glasses. Um, let's pray, and we're going to jump into this video. Dear God, I thank you so much for every parent that's in this place. Lord, I ask that you bless them. Um, it's, it's hard uh, to be mom and dad and to do this right. And uh, Lord, there's so many times that I fail and fall and struggle and, and just don't get it right. Uh, and Lord, I thank you that you for- forgive us when we, we fall short, uh, but you expect us to rise up and to fight for you and to fight for our kids that they may know you and they may know the power of your resurrection, Lord. And uh, Lord, I, I say, even as this time as we laugh and watch some, some videos that uh, you'll be here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.